Whenever you feel like you're constantly worrying about the next part of your life, remember that you are right in the middle of what you used to look forward to. Unknown. Hello and welcome to the Taking Back Your Power podcast. I'm Isabel Palacios and I specifically created this podcast to empower and inspire you to create your best life and live a positive existence. Join me as I interview incredible people, share my journey, discuss the law of attraction, and guide you into your greatest version. May you always remember your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. So open your mind and your heart, get comfortable, and let's get into it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Taking Back Your Power. We are here in the very first episode of 2020, the very first episode of the entire decade. I'm so grateful to have you here along with me. To those of you who have been with me since the very beginning of this podcast, I am so grateful to you. I'm grateful for all the love and support last year, all the growth, all the support, just spreading the message of this podcast to everyone and posting on your stories and recommending this podcast to your friends, to your family, to your loved ones, to everyone. It truly means the world to me and it means so much to me that you appreciate my work and the energy and the love that I put into taking back your power. It would not be possible without all of you listening. So thank you so much and know that before every episode, I always say a prayer and I set an intention for the words that I'm about to speak, for the topic that I'm about to dive into, to hopefully help and enlighten and to hopefully give you a sense of calm after you listen to my words. Even if you listen just for a few minutes, I always put that intention to calm you, to let you know that everything's going to be okay, that you get an energy of gratitude, courage to go after what it is that you want, to let go of all that doesn't serve you and to finally step into that power that you were born with, that we have been blessed with. And so in today's episode, I wanted to dive into a topic that I noticed a lot of people have been asking me about. So this is going to be kind of a mix of a few topics, but I think for anyone, doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter who you are, in what walk of life you're currently in, I think this is something we can all relate to and something that I had to really learn throughout 2019. Now, if you guys don't follow at Taking Back Your Power on Instagram, you should because that's where I post every time there's a new episode. I post it onto the story on Taking Back Your Power. I like to post some of my favorite inspirational quotes or some quotes that I come up with on there. And I do, like today, I posted a question on my story asking you guys on what topics you'd like for me to discuss for this podcast. So go ahead and give it a follow. I am setting the intention and going to make sure that I post a lot more on Taking Back Your Powers Instagram. That way, you know, we have a place for more inspirational content that's not just tied to me or my personal life, if that makes sense. So that's definitely something I'm working on this year to really grow that Instagram and connect with you guys through there. So go give it a follow. And like I was saying, I was just reading through some of the questions or some of the topics you guys submitted on that story. And I'm going to be doing this a lot more often, probably every week to kind of gauge 
what the majority wants to hear about on this podcast. And also want to let you guys know that I do have some great interviews that I have done and also some great guests coming on. So be sure to subscribe to this or set notifications for this podcast, wherever you listen to it, so that you'll be aware of when these incredible people come on. I'm so excited for this season of taking back your power. So anyways, let's get back to these topics. One topic that I have been seeing a lot is fear. A lot of fear-based mentalities out there and a lot of people living in fear, especially of the future. So I want to dive into that. So an example of some of these is how to let go of pressure to be perfect, let go of negative thoughts, how to let go of negative thoughts of the future, how to let go of control, let life flow, how to believe in yourself and believe in your future, how to stop stressing about the future, how to be in the present moment, letting go, overcoming doubt. They all tie back to the same thing, fear, scarcity, lack, the ego. So more specifically, I'm going to dive in today, fear of the future. And I want to just preface this by saying, it does not matter how 2019 ended, how it went, or how 2020 began. Maybe the first few weeks of 2020 haven't been the best for you. Maybe you're still dealing with old energies or difficulties from the past, and that's okay. Actually, if you guys follow the lunar cycle, which recently, within the past maybe six months, I've been really paying attention to the full moons because I've been noticing a common denominator that a lot of things come up from the past around the full moon, and it almost feels like I thought I got over this. I thought I healed from this. Why is it coming back? And that's why I pay attention to the lunar cycles now. And one thing about this last full moon from about a week ago was that it brought up a lot of old energies, a lot of things that we have to wrap up. And it's kind of like the season that we're in right now. If you believe in astrology and the stars and the planets affecting our energies, I believe in it personally because I've seen how it does work in my life and in my own energy. So I did notice that a little bit of like a slow moving energy at the beginning of the year, kind of a bit of a lull, still trying to figure things out and make clear, allowing the dust to settle, I would say, with things from the past and kind of rehealing, going back and revisiting things from the past so that we can reheal and go through them. So if the year hasn't started off so great, it's okay. Be patient. Let go of that pressure for it to be perfect, to feel like a new start. Because essentially, you can have a new start at any point of your life. It doesn't have to be right when the clock strikes 12. Sometimes the new start will be maybe in February or March of this year or in any point of the year in your life. It doesn't have to be specifically at a new year. That's just kind of like the collective's way of kind of setting a reset button on everything, but still life carries on as it was in December in January, but we can make a difference with the way we see it mentally. It's not like on New Year's Eve, when the clock strikes 12, you get a new job, you get a new house, you move to a new country and you start all over with new friends and new family. That's not how it works. We still continue and carry on through the flow of life, through this journey of life. Life is not disjointed, which is something we have to be aware of is thinking that life is like a bunch of big sections or a bunch of check marks or markers and all this. Life is just a continuous flow and life is always passing. It's a journey. And when we reach that end point, when we reach the finish line, that's why we shouldn't run life like a sprint. Do it like a marathon. Take your own time. Run at your own pace. 
run at a pace that feels good and comfortable to you. Because once you reach that finish line, it's over. And we all reach that finish line at different points, which is why we have to make the most of the here and the now in the present and not putting so much pressure on ourselves to accomplish and do and be and all this stuff, but just allowing it to happen. So allow the dust to settle. That way you can see clearly because if there's dust everywhere, there's sand everywhere, and you're still in disarray and trying to get rid of it, trying to swat it away, it's only going to kick up the dust even more. But when you stop and you stand still and you just be for a little bit and allow that dust to settle, everything will become clear. If you've been feeling stress, anxiety, you feel fear and worry right now, take a moment to check in with your body right now. You know, whatever you're, you may be doing, maybe you have your jaw clenched. Unclench your jaw. You know, take your tongue off the roof of your mouth, shrug your shoulders a little bit and release them, relax them. Maybe they're really high up and tough on your ears, you know, almost touching your ears. So just let them drop down. Let your jaw drop down. Let your neck kind of become a little loose. Maybe flutter your eyelids a little bit so your eyes aren't so strained or whatever you may be doing with them. But really just start to notice where you're holding tension in your body and slowly start relaxing it and letting it go. And as we do that with our body, as we just kind of let our body droop and just kind of fall, and if you're driving or anything like that, don't do this obviously, but maybe come back and listen to this whenever you're in a more relaxed place. But just be conscious, even throughout your daily life, as you're sitting at your desk, as you're doing anything in life, be conscious of what your body is doing. Maybe you're holding a lot of pressure and tension in your back and then just slowly release it. Just let your body hang, kind of just limp a little bit. And you'll see as we just become conscious of our body and the way we're holding on to things, maybe we're clenching and holding tension in our feet, in our legs, anywhere, and we just let ourselves just hang and just be. It feels so good. It just feels like ah, like a sigh of relief and also our breathing. We're often shallow breathing and that's what contributes to the feelings of anxiety that we have, these physical feelings of anxiety. So just take a deep breath in and hold for about five, four, three, two, one, and exhale. Breathe in. Hold for five, four, three, two, one, and exhale. And one more time, breathe in really deep into your belly. Hold for five, four, three, two, one, and exhale. You don't have to just do meditation or deep breathing before bed or in the morning. Do it anytime you feel stress. Do it anytime you feel worry. And always check back into your body because as much as we live in our heads and in our minds and in our ego and in our fears, we're also here physically. We're also here having a beautiful physical experience where we can smell and see and touch and dance and move and all these things. So we have to realize life is about that, not just living in your head. It's also about living through your body in the physical, which is why exercise is so great and stretching and just moving your body once a day and also living life through the heart. 
And living life through the heart is not just about your feelings, you know, expressing your feelings, but also allowing yourself just to soften up, soften up and love where you are right now in life and let go of the idea that it has to be perfect for you to enjoy your life. Because yes, it's beautiful to have goals. It's beautiful to have dreams and these aspirations. I believe that work and goals kind of like the late Stephen Hawking, he said that work gives our life purpose and it makes our life better. And I believe that, you know, finding work that's passionate, your passion, I think that's beautiful. And that's a whole nother topic about finding your passions in life, but doing things, you know, just physically, whether that's painting a new room in your home or going out for a walk or taking your dogs for a walk or just doing something out of your brain, not just sitting and contemplating all the time and overthinking and overworrying, but actually allowing yourself to be in your most physical state. Now, if you're having issues grasping what this would look like to you, just think of a child. A child, let's say around five or six years old, is not thinking about their life in the grand scheme of things. The child is simply being, simply playing not necessarily even worried about tomorrow. The child just is. And children are great examples of what we should strive to be. You know, even in the Bible, it says to enter the kingdom of God, you must be like children. And that carries a lot of truth for me. I read a lot of things in the Bible and I don't take them in a literal sense, but mostly in a metaphoric sense in that children are just them. They express themselves, they cry, they laugh, they play, they're just enjoying. And often we forget that, well, not often, most of the time we forget what it is to be a child, to just be carefree. And it's not like when we're born, we're born with a rule book. It's not like when you come out of your mother's womb or the day you were born or however you came into the world, it's not like you came with literally instructions on how to live. You didn't because all instructions that we live our life by and we govern our life by are man-made. They're made by us. Kind of what Don Miguel Ruiz goes into in the book, The Four Agreements, one of my favorite books, one of my favorite spiritual books. It taught me so much is how we have this kind of the story, this dream state that we live in as a collective and that we can change it and it changes and evolves through time and society, and we can literally create our own dream, our own story of our lives. It's not like we were meant to do certain things. It's just as we grow up, we have to fall in line with society because we're told or our cave person brain, our because we're we have very prehistoric brains, if you think about it. We have very animalistic brains, but we're inside this modern body, inside this modern context really. So we have to play both sides and realize how our ancestors from a thousand years ago used to do it versus how we're doing it now and how we can find a happy medium between the two. Because at the same time, we can't be going around killing each other, but yet people still do that nowadays. But we have to be conscious of how our brain works and how we can literally create our reality and create the way we wish to live our life. So going back to the child analogy, making sure that you're doing things that are for your enjoyment is everything. 
And for a lot of people, this is very foreign because we think, what's enjoyment? Oh, it's what everyone else is doing. You know, everyone else likes to party. Everyone else likes to do this. Everyone else. So that's what I have to do. But some of us are perfectly happy. And and this could take some soul searching. Some of us don't even know what truly makes us happy because we're so pressured and we have so much anxiety about what we should quote unquote should be doing that we don't actually think about what do I want to be doing? What feels good and natural to me right now? Am I just falling in line with what's expected of me? Or am I actually doing this because it resonates with my higher self? It resonates with who I truly am. So that's why in order to get rid of the fear of the future, you just be right now, right here. And be focused and mindful in anything you're doing presently. This is something we talked about, which I won't reveal, I won't spoil it too much, but in a podcast that's coming out with an incredible guest, we talked about that whenever you're working, focus on work. Whenever you're relaxing, focus on relaxing. Whenever you're sleeping, focus on sleeping. Whenever you're eating, focus on eating. It's just about being 100% there with what you're doing in the present moment. That's why people of past generations were able to focus on things more. They had more patience because they weren't having all these stimuli in every direction as we do today. So when you eat, eat. When you pray, pray. When you meditate, meditate. Don't think about other things or things you have to do tomorrow or the things that you did this morning or stuff from the past or what someone may be thinking about you. Tell yourself, I am here, I am present. As you're eating, really, and this is a a great method, a kind of a great practice for you to start focusing on mindfulness, which is just being there as you're eating, really not looking at your phone, not watching a movie or watching TV. I know I'm guilty. I've been guilty of this in the past when I'm eating. I want to naturally watch stuff. So what I do now is I sit in silence or I sit with another person having a conversation, whatever it may be, but just being 100% present. And that's why I love going to dinner. That's why I love eating. I love eating with people because it's just such a all senses practice. You know, you're using your smell, your taste, your sight, all these things and just chewing your food and being mindful, really making sure you chew every single piece, making sure you're swallowing with intention, you know, even setting a prayer before you eat, before dinner, before breakfast, or setting an intention for your food, blessing your food, really making it an experience. And I think just like children, we have to make every single thing we do, even the small little stuff like brushing your teeth or making your bed, making it an experience instead of half doing it and not even being done with it or completing it before already going on to the next thing. I know that a lot of us are kind of pre-trained or pre-wired to be multitaskers, to want to be doing multiple things at the same time to give us this sense that we're being productive. But actually, when you're focused on too many things at the same time, you're only giving a little bit of energy here, a little bit of energy there. Think of your energy kind of like water. And wherever it is flowing is where you will have the most current. So if you have, let's say, a dam and it's being blocked, there's no water going through. But if you poke a bunch of little holes in it, there's going to be a little 
stream over here, a little stream over there, but it won't fill up the rest of the river as quickly. Whereas if you put all of, you know, big, make a big, big hole in the middle, all that water is just going to be gushing through. And that's what we have to think, you know, even think of having different glasses of water spread around you. One glass could be work. One glass could be fixing your house. One glass could be a relationship. One glass could be sending emails. And if you are just putting a little bit of water here and there as you're going, as you're going through the day, not completely filling a cup until you move on to the next one and just kind of squirting little bits of water, little drops of water here and there, you're never going to fill any of those glasses. You're always going to feel like you're barely making it, like you're not making progress because you're spreading your energy out so thin. So it's time to think of your energy, think of your focus as water and filling glasses of water. And if you're doing something right now in the present moment, this is the most beautiful way to be present. Make sure you are filling that glass until it's done, until it's completed. That way you will feel the sense of oh, look, I can devote an entire hour to this thing and complete it. And I feel like I have way more time because that's another thing I hear is people saying that they feel like they don't have enough time, like they're running out of time, that, you know, it's a race, it's a race. They have to get things done by a certain deadline. And I understand that. But trust me, if you just put 100% of your focus into something until it's done for that day, especially those difficult things, even a workout, you know, going to the gym for a whole hour for 30 minutes and getting a workout in, you feel so much better versus just sitting at home and saying, should I go to the gym? Should I not? Maybe I should go. Maybe I should just do this. No, no. You know, always being indecisive, make a decision, set an intention on what you're going to focus on and just focus on that for however long you need to, or however long you set a timer to. I think that's a great way to allocate our time. And it's kind of like, this idea that you know investors they talk a lot about budgeting especially younger investors talk about budgeting and making sure and budgeting is not kind of a, a negative thing i would say budgeting just like you would budget your money and budget your time budgeting is not saying oh i can't do this i can't do that it's deciding where you're going to put this resource into it is controlling, taking power over your resources, like your money and your time. And time is the most precious resource. So make sure that you are budgeting your time correctly and putting it a hundred percent into what you're doing at that current moment. You're going to feel so much more productive. You're going to feel so much more relaxed and you're going to feel so much more accomplished if you just allow that for you to be present and allow yourself to be 100% there for what you're doing. And also in your relationships, when you're hanging out with people, tell them, hey, let's get off of our phone. Let's just be with each other for a little bit, whether that's your friends or your family or your partner, and just being off of your phone and just being 100% there with them. You will enjoy life so much more. And this is not just a, oh, get off of your phone, anti technology spiel at all, but seriously, just having one less little distraction, one less little stimulus here, we're going to feel so much better and feel like our life is just flowing, going with the current instead of going, you know, disjointed, do this, do this, do this, do this. We're just living. That's, that's what we're doing at the end of the day. We're living nothing else living. And inside this big stream of living, we do all these other things within it. But the main point of life is to live, live it to its fullest and to your heart's desire. 
Now, I want to go into fear. And I touched upon this a little bit earlier, but I really want to get into fear and the ego, which on my channel, my YouTube channel, it's called Isabel Palacios. I go into a topic. It's called how to stop overthinking. You are not your fears. You are not your thoughts. It's on my channel. If you guys would like to go check that out. And I go into the ego and how the ego likes to label everything good or bad. It likes to keep us in fear of the unknown. And it's basically what a lot of people, people who haven't awakened or people who are not, I guess, living through their higher consciousness don't realize. The ego loves to control everything. It loves to be in power. It loves to take any little thing and amplify it tenfold. This is all part of that primitive brain that I was talking about, the caveman mentality almost, where you lived in a time back then where survival was key. That was literally the point of human existence was survival and adaptation so that future generations could live on so that your tribe, so that your family, your bloodline would live on. That's why, you know, there are so many stories of overtaking lands and killing other people and all this, you know, and it still exists in the animal kingdom and it still exists to a certain extent in modern times. But the beautiful thing is that in modern times, we don't have to subscribe to that and we can actually identify of when our brain is going into that primitive mode of that fear of that everything's a threat. I have to be careful because there's going to be a jaguar outside of my cave and it's going to come and kill me and my family. And then that's the end of my bloodline kind of mentality. And it's also that ego, that primitive brain. And we need this primitive brain in many senses. We do need it. I don't believe that we should necessarily kill off the ego, but we shouldn't see it as something necessarily that we should give so much power to, we should actually maybe see it as a tool. I would say many people say it's an, it's the enemy. Many people say you shouldn't have it, but we could also use it as a tool. We can learn from it. And what I have learned from my own ego and in trying to transcend my own ego is that a lot of the fears that we have, especially the future of what we're doing with our life, of our job, of our financial security, of our relationships, of what people think of us, it all stems from one thing. When we were ostracized or kicked out or forced out and forced to be alone in the prehistoric times, that literally meant death. If you couldn't get along with the other people in the tribe or there was something wrong with you, you would get thrown off. Anything different that you had just like I believe it was back in either ancient Greek times, if a child was born with malformation, it would get thrown off of a cliff. And so we, a lot of us still have this mentality that if there's something wrong with us or we're imperfect or we don't fall in line with society at large, we're going to die alone. We're going to literally be cut off from everything. Now, I am not going to tell you, you have to be alone. It's better to be alone or you have to be with people. It's about finding a balance that works for you and asking yourself, am I subscribing to this paradigm because I'm afraid of being cast out of my tribe, my quote unquote tribe, or perhaps my family's not going to like me or my friends aren't going to like me or society's not going to like me, or is it just because, you know, because. <laughs> so we have to figure out why am I doing certain things? Why am I doing certain behaviors? Why am I doing things that I don't want to do? Why am I working this job? Why am I staying in this career? Why am I staying in this relationship? 
it's all in the ego. If you are staying in any situation or you're doing something out of fear, that is your ego, not your higher self. Now, this is the thing. We are these primal beings, these physical animals, if you want to say, but with a very divine spirit. And here in the physical, we have kind of those two things at odds. We have our higher self constantly at odds with our ego, kind of having this match going back and forth. And as children, we are often living through our higher selves and we are talking when we want, we express ourselves how we want. Children, like I said, they just are. But as children grow up, we're told in school, you're too loud, you're talking too much. Our parents tell us, you need to work more on this. Maybe you're not good at math or science, but you're told you have to be good at math or science or else you're not going to be successful. You're not going to go to college. So then you start feeling like, wow, so the art that I love to do, all these things that I love to do, all my creative talents, maybe I love to sing, I love to dance. It's all worthless. All the things I enjoy, they're worthless. They're not good. So I have to push them aside. And every time I'm doing them, I'm going to start to feel guilt. And that's how our mind is trained from very young to start aligning with kind of this dream as Don Miguel Ruiz talks about this, almost like a social contract. If you want to call it, we give up certain things so that we will be allowed into society. So the reason I'm talking about all this is because this is where everything stems from. The fear of the future is your ego just trying to control everything, trying to control outcomes. So in those moments where you feel like going and watching a tarot video and saying, what's going to happen? Is he thinking about me? Is this guy the one for me? Who's the one for me? And then we, by doing this, and I'm not, you know, talking bad about tarot. I know a lot of people are helped through tarot. There's some beautiful tarot readers out there, but always realize where that need to know the future is stemming from. And that is fear. That is your ego. That is all of that. So instead of trying to mitigate risks and trying to see off way off in the future, which at the end of the day, a lot of us, we don't know what the future holds. We don't know if we're going to see another day really. So what we have to do instead of trying to mitigate risk, unless it's in your job, unless it's literally your profession, but in your own real life, in your relationships and the path you're taking, instead live your life authentically. Ask yourself, what would feel best for me to do right now? And I'm not saying, oh, best for me to do is just do Netflix because you just sitting down at home watching Netflix, not doing anything. That's not living in your highest power. That's not living through your higher self. That's not living authentically. That's living in fear still, because a lot of times to stay home comfortable is us staying in our comfort zone, which is related to fear. So living through your higher self does not necessarily mean comfort, does not necessarily mean doing things that are just in the moment enjoyable. Living through your higher self is having the courage to go for what it is that you want because the ego keeps us in fear and it keeps us in our comfort zone. A lot of people who struggle with certain things in life, it's because they have this story they've been told in their head that anything unfamiliar to what they have experienced in the past is bad. And the ego loves familiarity. The mind automatically goes towards what's familiar and what's pleasurable. So what's important if you are facing a big change in your life and you're facing maybe a fork in the road or perhaps relationships have ended, maybe you're stepping into a new cycle in your life, especially in this new year and all these changes are happening. If this is where you're at right now, just stop and let go. 
allow for the change to occur because this is the thing. Usually the fear is from nothing. Your fears are not founded on any fact or any truth. They're just the ego trying to mitigate risk and keep you from dying. Of course, it's great to have this kind of fight or flight response to help us in danger whenever we're in physical danger to know we shouldn't cross the road in traffic or play in traffic or put our hand on a hot stove. We need that. But at the same time, when it comes to making decisions in your life, choose the one that feels best for you that aligns. And we often have that feeling, you know, you call it your intuition, your higher self. But the thing is, we're always being guided. We just have to shut off the outside noise, shut off the ego, shut off those fears and live through the heart, putting your hand on your heart every time you have to make a decision. And you can do this with anything. When you're deciding what to wear in the morning, put your hand on your heart and ask, what should I wear today? What do I feel like wearing today? What is my higher self guiding me to wear today? And it might seem kind of silly and innocuous and all that, but trying those little bitty things and asking yourself, not asking opinions or anything as you normally would, but doing something a little bit different, asking yourself what feels best for me right now and doing that. Now, this is the thing. We often have fear and we're paralyzed by fear of change or making decisions or the future because we believe that the universe is going to punish us for some reason, that the universe is going to punish us for choosing one thing over the other, making one decision over the other. And that's not true. We have to get rid and release that story, that limiting belief that the universe is going to punish us for choosing one person over the other. If you're dating, let's say you're dating a few people. This is just an example. Let's say you've been on a couple of dates with one person and then you met somebody new and you're dating them and you're kind of, you know, dating both of them casually, trying to see who you like. Maybe you don't even want to be in a relationship at the moment, but you're just, you know, between these two people. So you start to ask people, who should I be with? Should I date this person? Should I get in a relationship? Maybe I should get in a relationship. I've been single for a while. People are going to think I'm weird if I'm single for so long, or I haven't been, they're going to think I'm not over my ex yet because I haven't dated anyone. Maybe I should just date this guy. He's really nice. I mean, I'm not that into him, but you know, he's always texting me and calling me. I don't really feel him, you know, and kind of all this mental jargon we go through when we're making decisions in those moments, when we're doing that, don't ask anyone else what to do. Don't ask anyone else who you think is better for me. Ask yourself, go within Maybe sit down and meditate on the decision. Maybe during the decision you realize, during your meditation, you realize that you don't want to date either one of these people because they don't align with you. And I always say, when you know, you know. When you know you want something, it will just say yes to you. It will speak softly in your ear. It'll just not even be a big yes, a big voice from above, but it will just be like a soft nudging in that direction. And this is also the thing, guys. When we make a decision, it's normal for us to say, okay, do I see myself doing this for five years? What will my life look like a year from now if I make the decision, if I choose this? What will my life look like in five years from now if I choose this? And it's normal. That's what we do, planning out the future. But at the same time, we don't have to see, one of my favorite Martin Luther King quotes is, and I'm paraphrasing here. He says, we don't have to see the entire staircase to take the first step in faith. And that's important is that we have faith, that we trust, that we let go. And we just take that first step 
that first step up the mountain, that first step up the staircase into something, into a path, because we don't have to see how it's all going to pan out. If it feels right in that moment, taking that action, perhaps it doesn't work out and that's okay too. We can't fix and change and focus on everything. Letting go and trusting is so important, guys. Letting go and trusting in the universe that whatever inspired action you take, whatever you're called to do, even if in the moment you don't see the entire way through, even if you don't necessarily see a solution, trust that if you're being called to do that, that is what you're meant to do. And if it truly matters to you, if it truly resonates with you, if it truly sits right in your soul, I promise you, whether it's you starting a business or going into a new relationship or making a move across the country or moving to a new country all altogether, if you just take that first step and it's something you're called to do and it just feels right, you will find a solution. You will manifest a positive outcome. Just let go of the expectation of the outcome being any other way than how it is right now in the present moment. Whenever I started 2019, I used the mantra, fortune favors the bold. Because in 2018, I was stuck in situations that I wasn't happy in. 2018 was a really tough year for me. And then 2019 was my year of healing and my year of getting out of those comfort zones, facing my fears, doing the things that I never thought I would do before, just taking action while also allowing myself time and allowing myself time to just be me and do what felt right to me in the moment. And I felt a lot of fear. I faced a lot of struggle in 2019, but I went through it and I took each step in the direction out. And now here I am, the beginning of 2020, and I'm feeling just so ready. It's like a clean slate because I decided to just take those steps outwardly into what I wanted. I was scared as heck, guys. I was scared as heck when I ended my relationship. I was scared as heck when I started new business ventures. I was scared to express myself, my feelings, to do things that I had never done before. But I did them because I knew I had to just shut that ego up. I had to shut those voices of fear that said I couldn't do it, I shouldn't do it, all the negativity, whether it was coming from my ego or it was coming from the world around me, I had to just shut it off by doing what my fears told me not to do. And if you're fearing change right now, you're in this new beginning, you're taking a decision or making a decision between two different paths or three different paths or whatever you're being dealt with right now. Maybe you have a myriad of options, which is beautiful because that means anything is possible from here. Wherever you are right now, do not listen to the fears. Do not listen to the fears. Do not listen to the fears. Instead, take the first step into whatever it is your inner self, your intuition, your higher self is calling you to do because that means you are being supported. You will be supported and you don't have to see how it's all going to pan out because trust me, even the smartest people, the most analytical people, when they do something, they know it's going to come with risk. They know there's a chance that something's going to go wrong. When you start a business, it's not a business unless you're taking risk with everything. There's a risk that things can go awry. There's a risk that things can just be ruined. There's a risk of having to retreat. There's all these different risks. But if your end goal is there, if you say, I'm going to take this step and it's going to take me to this end goal, 
or to whatever it is, that intention or that goal that you set maybe for this year, and you're just taking that step in that direction, that's enough. Allow the universe, allow God, allow your faith, your trust to carry you the rest of the way. Do not overwhelm yourself with the entire mountain if you haven't even begun to scale it. But perhaps you're afraid of scaling that mountain or you don't want to scale that mountain that's in front of you because you feel like that's not your mountain to climb. Maybe your mountain to climb is all the way down the road and you have to walk down the road to get there. So don't pressure yourself or feel like you have to be or do or have all these things figured out right now. Does not matter how old you are. We are living life. It is a stream. It is a river. Just get in the river, get on your little boat, get on your raft and just get down that river. And it will have beautiful, beautiful currents, some soft waters, beautiful views, sometimes rocky paths. But what matters is that you don't just stop and wait on the sidelines. Sometimes you have to allow the current to take you. Sometimes you have to allow the paddle to help you. Take out your paddle and paddle along if you have to go in a different direction. But what matters is that you keep moving forward. Don't stay paralyzed. To be and to trust and to be present doesn't mean that you have to stay stagnant in one moment in your life. It just means that you are going naturally in the continuous flow of time, of space, of life, because everything is passing just as the clouds in the skies are, just as the airplanes are, just like a boat on the water is moving with the current. And when things are stagnant and stop and end and it's done, that means you're dead. So keep moving forward with your life. Set positive intentions for this year, for where you want this year to take you and not worry so much about the end goal. Yes, you will get to what you want to have in life. You will get there. Just trust every step of the journey and stop trying to make everything so perfect all the time. (laughs) Because life in the grand scheme of things, it's perfect just as it is. But we have to let go of the story we've told ourselves that it has to be any other way than the way it's going right now. And that we have to be anyone else or be like anything else or have anything else to make our life worth living. You are a beautiful, unique, divine spirit. You deserve to enjoy your life. You deserve to go after all these incredible dreams. You deserve to make your dreams a reality. You deserve to express your talents. You deserve to create. You deserve to be. You deserve to take up space. You deserve to have the love that you so wish to have. You deserve to have these wonderful things. You just have to take the first step in faith and take the first step in what your soul is called to do. And as my favorite quote says, it's all rigged. Everything's in your favor. And when you truly realize what that saying means, it doesn't mean that everything's going to be perfect and perfectly aligned right there in that moment. But as you look back on your life, it'll start to make sense. So be like a child. Be submerged in your present moment. Don't look at your entire life as this one big block. Just be in your life. Live your life. Be inside of it. Be you. That's all you're called to do. Remember, there's no rule book to life. We weren't born with a set of rules on how to work this and this and that because that means that we are the ones who create the way we live our life. We are the creators of our lives. We are the writers of our own rule book. And when you realize that, it is so very liberating. It's so very fun. It's so very freeing. And you release the pressure that you have to be anyone else or anything else than exactly the way you are right now. 
So thank you so much for listening to today's episode, my beautiful angels. Don't forget to follow Taking Back Your Power on Instagram and also visit my website, takingbackyourpower.com. And if you guys have a specific question or a situation you're dealing with, I am taking questions on the tab that says Ask Isabel on my website. I will link the website always in the description of these podcasts. And I'm doing a series on my YouTube channel actually, where I'm going to be answering about three or four questions a week on my channel. And I'm also going to be answering your questions through email for those of you who want to keep your specific questions private. And the thing is, I'm going to be doing Ask Isabel because I notice a lot of people go through a lot of the same things. So in answering your questions submitted through my website, I will be able to answer it on a video and thus help people who are also watching the video. So head over to takingbackyourpower.com, click on Ask Isabel. All the information is there. And what I'm going to be doing since the Australian fires have been very devastating to the people of Australia, I've decided to donate all proceeds of the earnings that I get from people submitting questions to the Australian Wildfire Relief Fund or to charity. So if you guys are from Australia and you know any charities that are best that are most reputable, please DM me on Instagram and let me know. I do have a few in mind, but I want to make sure that I'm going to be putting this money towards a good reputable charity. So that's going to be basically all the earnings I get for the month of January. And I think into February as well, I'm going to be donating 100% of the proceeds towards fire relief in Australia and to help the animals and to help the ecosystem as much as I can. So thank you guys. And it's going to be a great way as well to get your in-depth questions answered while also donating to charity and helping Australia out because they need our love, they need our support. And a great way to support is obviously through money. So thank you guys for understanding and doing that. Head over to my website, like I said. And also don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Isabel V Palacios. I'm also on Twitter and also on YouTube. So all the links are always in the description of this podcast. So Don't forget to tune in for next week, my lovelies, and always remember this, no matter where you may be in this life, no matter what you may be going through, no matter how your new year started or how the other year ended or anything in your past, or no matter what you're facing right now, always remember this, your true beauty, your true worth, and your true power always come from within. I love you. I'm grateful for you. I'm so, so happy that you have made it here with me into this new year, and let's make it the best one yet. Bye-bye.